Hello, Joey and Steve and anyone else who's on the podcast currently. Ryan, maybe? Who's to say? Uh, This is Miles. I'm sorry I can't join you guys today, Uh, but I am on set for Sugar and Spicy. Uh, We got picked up by a major network. I can't reveal who just yet, but uh, we're we're in the big time, so we're currently currently filming these episodes and getting up to all sorts of hijinks. Uh, You know, I can't reveal too much just yet, but you guys are in for some major surprises. Or, you know, just general hijinks uh, once we return. Uh, not next week, but the week after. So there'll be no more more sugar and spicy coming your way. So stay tuned for, for that. Yeah. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Awards Radar Podcast. As always, I'm Joey. And as you just heard, uh, Miles is on location. So he'll be back in a couple weeks. I'm sure with some crazy sugar and spicy stories. In the meantime, I am joined by Ryan. Hi, Miles. Oh wait, yeah, that's that's, that's that his works. line. Oh, that's <laughs> oh shoot. Uh, hi, Pavlov's podcaster and Steve. Hello. All right, I'm Steve. Um, both of these individuals are married, but are recording this on Valentine's Day, so they might not be married by the time you're listening to this. But you know, choices were made. Yeah, Steve's more in trouble than I am. <laughs> yeah, we just put that, that out the, there. I mean, yeah. yes, though. <laughs> I'm sure the local supermarket has some great gifts. <laughs> hey, dear, uh, I got you this cantaloupe. Uh, let me melt some chocolate all over it. <laughs> Here's a pound of pork. <laughs> how do you feel about Werther's Originals? Think of the possibilities. <laughs> yeah. Steve. Here's, how much, here's how much I love you. Now cook it. <laughs> here's some pork. Wink, wink. W- wink, mm-hmm. wink. Yeah, what um, what what are you calling me? What are you calling me? Uh, no, I mean we're we're gonna bake that. Ah, you know I mean? peek, peek behind the curtain there. Speaking I'll be back. Valent- I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> uh, speaking of Valentine's Day, uh, Scotty Noble tweeted us a question. He actually is a co-star of the movie First Date, playing or I guess having played at the Sundance Film Festival. Oh. He said, uh, "Well, since it's Valentine's Day, maybe run down a best date movies." Maybe a rundown of best date movies would be in in order. Um, mm. Wild that he assumes people still go on dates. Um, but uh, let's let's play with that question a little bit. Do you remember the first movie you went on a date to see, like a movie date, like with my wife? I mean, I, you may have dated someone before her. I'll use my wife because I don't care about those other people. Um, <laughs> this is your first clue that Ryan's wife may listen once in a while. um she doesn't um sorry joe um she doesn't listen to any of my podcasts it's not a personal smarter than we are um we saw the first robert downey jr sherlock holmes movie that was our first date our actual first date was that and she still wanted to go out with you yeah because we liked the film rude um and, and it's a good movie um game of shadows is pretty good too but yeah no i mean we've we've always sort of centered a good date around going to the movies and that's mostly because of me but also she loves going to the movies and then she's mostly in regular times normal times been uh the person i take to to my plus one for press screenings and stuff um and then she she actually gets to see like what it's like to I guess live the life of the rich and famous or the fancy film critic. It's yeah. Haven't you heard? I'm an elite. You know, 
Yeah, haven't you heard? I get two rows at the bottom of the theater all to myself uh, and others. Um, You know, so, yeah, no. um, But Sherlock Holmes. And I remember remember us liking it, but not remembering it. The date. We had to rewatch it later because we were making out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there you go. All right, Steve, tell us about when you did the popcorn trick. (laughs) <laughs> he's doing that tonight that's to make yeah. up for everything yeah it's gonna be orville reddenbacher uh, <laughs> guess, microwave. yeah i guess might, the butter on the sounds of it it might be you and orville reddenbacher and that's it <laughs> as long as it's movie theater popcorn yeah. butter uh-huh. you can you can provide the butter right steve all right. <laughs> all right what was what was the first uh movie date you went on steve i don't know but i don't know the first but we interesting our relationship started with movies i worked at a movie theater and even when i didn't i had friends who'd let us in so we'd often just go sometimes a couple times a week there's a night that we went to see a film at an art house movie theater i wanted to keep the date going so i said let's go see something else and she was willing and then we uh, went out for a couple drinks and hung out and then i wanted to keep the date going further and i said hey uh there's a midnight showing at the at the dollar fifty theaters or whatever they were at the time, second run theater, and she wanted to go, and I said, "All right, I'm in love." So we saw three <laughs> movies in a day and said seven words to each other because they spent all their time in the dark. And that's probably why she loves me. <laughs> what a missed opportunity to have uh, to have also to have Mark on the podcast so he could have told us about watching, uh, you know, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> was that his first date? Um, no, just that was probably in high school. He's so old. He he got to go to those picture shows. I think in the past I've already made the joke that his first experience was when the train came at him, so he ran away screaming. So the first date didn't go that well. <laughs> uh, that's that's a good joke. So yeah. I uh, I think so. The first ever movie date I went on with uh, someone was to see The Family Stone. Um, oh, what a classic! I, I like it. Uh, let's see what else. So my. So this was around Christmas time. Well, actually, that released around Thanksgiving. No, we saw that. That was, uh, I want to say, January. Okay, so you saw it after it was already out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had been out a little bit because I remember, I remember I met her at college, and it was one of the movies she hadn't seen, and I was like, all right, good enough. That'll that'll do. the next, I'm just going to go through certain first movies because that's that's an easy way to think about and then it. They, um, then the Family Stone turned into the Family Bone. If you know, I mean, not with that one, joke? no. Um, not with that one, no. Oh, okay. Though my, oh, though sorry. I then I'm trying to help I, you out. I know you did, um, but she did not. Trying to help. Uh, but uh, the next, uh, <laughs> the next person actually was her best friend on her idea. So that's a whole other thing. Um, and that movie, I want to say, was. We went to movies a lot because she lived on Long Island. So she would come in and we would go watch like two movies. Like we definitely had a, a double feature once where we saw It's Complicated in the Road. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's uh, a great I, double feature. I will I will tell you a story about that double feature when we're not recording. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you this. Like I always, I always say. Uh, to my wife when we do double features or, or we ever do stuff i'm like i always or when i just do double features in general i always do the darker film first because i mean then, yeah i mean this was because uh, yeah and then the lighter film is yeah. always the second one just because yeah, yeah. you know, i mean 
you, if you're you want to get through, you want to get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I uh, the first so the first time I like was waiting to sort of go on a date with her. I was waiting to be texted to like meet up with her and and my ex who was her friend, and I had planned to go see um, either. I think it might have been an, an education. And I bought a ticket in Union Square in the city. Oh, I'm sorry. It was sold out. So I bought a ticket to a different movie. And what you would do, sometimes you'd go to that theater and see if it didn't sell, you know, if everyone didn't show. And if it looked like it was selling out, I'd, I'd go to a different theater. So I had to go to a different movie. So I spent the whole time watching The Damned United, waiting to see if I was texted, watching like a movie, about the, a Tom Hooper movie about a soccer team. I distinctly recall that. Um, yeah, this will seem very Tommy. My long-term girlfriend, my, my ex who I dated for years, um, our first movie was Contagion. The Love Bug. Yeah, right? L- literally. Wait, Tom Hooper did The Damn United? He did. Wow. I like that movie. Yeah, before he sucked. Yeah, like, that was in his, uh, well, that was in his, um, his John Adams, The Damned United phase. Yeah. And, and then, um, and then Peter Mor- well, and Peter Morgan wrote it, and I, I think yeah. Peter Morgan's a great screenwriter. So and Timothy Spall was and great in that movie. At- yeah, and then he did King's Speech, and then fell apart. No, 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 yeah, yeah, don't have any I'll, of that. I'll, some of Lay Miz is good. Like Hugh Jackman's good in Lay Miz. Um, sure, sometimes. Um, I mean, but she was so everything shit. Yeah. yeah. No, this uh, my my ex was very uh, down for seeing almost anything. I remember early on. We went to a uh, midnight showing of The Human Centipede 2. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, listen, I was like, I want to go see it. It was playing at the IFC Center in Manhattan only at midnight. And it was only for a couple weekends, I think. And I was like, think of it like a roller coaster, like a theme park ride. And she was like, okay, I'm down. Let's do it. Um, you know, and it was gross and stupid, but it was something to do when you're young and stupid. And uh, ironically, oh, yeah, someone I else that I, that I dated years later, I was out with them. It was a much more casual dating situation. We were out doing something, and I got an invite for a press screening for The Human Centipede 3, because they showed that to critics. Um, They were proud of that one, apparently. And uh, she was like, I'm coming to this one. So I had two different women want to go see two different Human Centipede movies. Mm. Yeah. And you wonder why I'm single and lonely. You've got the touch. (laughs) What's, What's being touched? ever um whatever before before this gets too sad um i wanted to i wanted to talk briefly about the short lists mainly because i don't think we learned anything but i, I want to jump from there to a couple other that. things all right well if you think we did because I, I i wrote about this no i'm um, just no yeah. i don't think they're that short you know no so long list whatever you want to say yeah it's how you use the list we know we know right. that's that's uh that's pretty sizest right yes there, the lists you know? are girthy i know um yeah. but i wrote about Jerk. this on uh a couple days ago, that essentially, you know, they're a piece of the puzzle. But in a year where we don't have a ton of spectacle, you know, what are what are what's the what are the biggest movies in contention, just size wise? You know, Tenant, News of the News World, of the World. Um, Birds of Prey. I would have said Wonder Woman, but once again, they didn't go for it. Exactly. You know I mean? So, so you didn't really see a show of strength by any, um, you know, massive movie. Just by nature of what came out. So, I, you know, I don't think we learned anything. The little things. I mean, yeah. yes, we, we, we knew Remember, that somehow. Who would have thought, thought all this time 
this would be the H the Warner Brothers movie that would resonate the most. Yeah, the movie I that mean, uh, this and Judas. Yeah, I mean the movie that yeah. is not that good. You know, is is to, like a to specify he means could have saved seven. theaters. Yeah, yeah specify like he means the little things. Yeah. Um, yeah, the little things, no, not Judas. So yeah. Judas. yeah, no. So, I mean, you can go on the site and look at the short list if you haven't already. They're not, you know, listen, besides telling us about the shorts categories, which, you know, again, without really having any knowledge of what's going on there, you're not you're not drawing any huge lines in the sand. Um, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I just didn't look at any of the categories and go, oh, that, you know, I have new information I didn't. Besides, you know, moving out certain people in like song but you knew song was going to be a mess so was it really that so, much songs surprise? always a mess exactly songs there's no rhyme or reason to why mm. they you know because they don't follow they don't follow their own rules so even when they you know no. don't they're supposed to not look kindly upon you playing over the credits it doesn't matter you know no, like by do. that by that yeah. metric why it just it just goes by which song they like so they didn't they didn't like the the taylor swift song from miss americana sure whatever good it, it is what it good. is shut up shut up good um good Ryan may not be on next week. <laughs> Where was Rocket to the Moon? Beautiful Ghost was better. I like Beautiful Ghost was also sort of good. I, I admit that. Um, mm. But yeah, listen, they they didn't they didn't teach us anything we didn't know. Now, what I want to do from that is bounce to Critics Choice for a second. We'll go over some of the categories, oh and God. then I have a I have a thing that I I realize I've been predicting that I want to talk about, and then we'll do another question, and then we'll we'll see where we're at. So my group Critics mm. Choice. Um, their theme was the more the merrier. Their theme um, was everybody gets a participation trophy. At, well, listen, I, I have it's this is not because I'm in the group. <laughs> I have long said this, Ryan. You remember this from years back. I don't have a problem with more nominees. I don't care how many nominees there are. There's only one I, winner. I I get it. I, I I understand it, Joey. But from the standpoint of you have eight in one category, seven in another, six and just set set a, a specific amount. I mean, nominees in each category and i think that that's fine yeah you don't have to do five but like if you're gonna do eight do eight if you're gonna do seven do seven like i mean do you want having the fluidity is stupid i mean do you want the cynical answer or do you want the optimistic answer the optimistic answer is that you know the 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 guidelines that they're kind of vague about have almost like a like a preferential balloting system so however many votes you know hit a certain guideline they get in um, the more cynical take could be, in all likelihood, let's say Gary Oldman or Delroy Lindo had missed, or maybe both, and uh, you know it's very easy to please your Netflix overlords by just throwing another nominee in there or two. But this, uh, I'm not yeah, saying that. But happened. this wasn't about please. This wasn't about pleasing that. That was about like let's nominate Ben Affleck, which I know you're happy about. But it's oh, like, I, I I would have expanded it to ten if that's what it took to get him in. And listen, you don't know that he was eight. <laughs> I get to. I you get don't to. know that he was eight because he was number one on my ballot. Mm. Here, I'll, I'll I'll freely admit yeah. that my ballot was Affleck one. Um, and then I I actually so my if I just went from my personal preference, I think it would have been Affleck one, Bozeman two and uh and lindo three but i actually didn't put bozeman on my ballot yeah because they only ask you they only ask you for your top three for each category correct except picture you do five except five in picture so i did um i did affleck i did lindo and i did riz so you know that's how many people how many people did that i mean listen if you were nominating ben affleck in your three you probably were putting him one you know the people who 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 love the performance like I do love the performance. It's not a yeah. uh, 
You know, it's not like, well, oh, that's one of more, the five best. It's a more populist uh, performance because the fact people saw it in theaters. It's from a bigger studio. I mean, the campaign um, was, that they've been know, doing is is small he's but the bigger star. Yeah, no, you know, he's, he's a bigger he's star the, than a bunch of these nominees. Oh no, he and Hanks are the two biggest stars in the in the race, and. Uh, I mean, that's another thing. Like, well, Tom Hanks really needs to be there. Yeah, Hopkins is different, though. Hopkins doesn't, isn't. Hopkins, like, a, like, royalty, I guess you could say. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, but that's that's the difference yeah. of, like, you know, do you want to hang out with. Um, this is a bad example because I actually did like hanging out with. It's a bad example because Anthony Hopkins seems like a very cool guy to hang out with. So, I don't um, know where I, yeah. I mean, he was, I was at an event, two, I guess, two years now. I don't know. Time's lost all meaning for the two popes <laughs> where they, 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 they pulled him out of bed for a couple minutes to come. And he was very pleasant, but you—that's the thing I think about that's like LA true. events. You know, you're 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 ten minutes away, so I think you could be like, okay, I'll get there at ten, send the car at like nine thirty. You know, they roll out of bed at nine, throw on something to wear, and then I can be back in bed at eleven. Damn movie stars—they have the best life. Um, here, I'll I'll read the, I'll read the the nominees for you guys. So we'll we'll talk quickly about. It. I'm not going to do the below the line because it doesn't really matter. Um, they didn't do anything particularly interesting. There wasn't like a, a shocker where you go, ooh, well, you know. The coolest thing I think they did was was promising a woman got into costume design. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. know, if you if you look at the list, well, and, and 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 promising a woman did hair did hair and makeup, so you know clearly it was it yeah. was well liked. And um, I missed the Oscar shortlist. Exactly, so, but you knew good. it was. You you knew they were not yeah, going good. to go for. Well, shot. I mean, it didn't just no. I mean, listen, whatever. All right, here, here was best. Picture. Not gonna, it's not going to make below the line categories, so we just need to. No, start but we're going to talk about. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about this in a minute. I have a thing to talk about. Uh, here, best picture: okay. Five Bloods, My Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, Minai, News of the World, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, Promising a Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago Seven. By all sort of metrics, those are the ten that we're going to be picking from, give or take. You know. Mm-hmm. A, a bigger surprise, but I, I I would not be, I mean, I don't think, I don't think that another film would get in unless Never Really Sometimes Always does pull enough number one votes, but I think we would have seen that here. I think this would have been the spot where you went, okay, cool. It, it, it did the bare minimum, you know, because it may, may very well win uh, Spirit Awards. Yeah. I which, mean, also, like, which also happened. I, 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 <laughs> Joey, I've been saying this about uh, Critics' Choice for the last couple of years, and and I mean don't, no disrespect to your organization, but here it comes. Steve, do you think something disrespectful is about to come? I do believe so. All right, let's you, do it. You guys, it you guys are becoming just as bad as the Golden Globes in terms I, of your, oh. in terms of the fuckery going on around here. With basically, we've had a whole year of films independent films that had dominated the year um and you're right joey this would have been a perfect time for something to change up but it really feels like the 10 films that they nominated for best picture at the critics choice are trying to predict the oscars so that they look well upon themselves in history as opposed to picking what might be the 10 best films of the year and i think that that is and, and it goes with performances. It goes with all these other ones as well. Nothing over a certain amount of time. These are film critics. It's not the Academy. The Academy has these things every single year where if you're not released in the month of October, unless you're like a special film, you're not getting in. 
critics are different. Critics have movies that are a vast across the board in terms of what's supposed to come out when they, what they liked. I mean, there's, you know, so many critics I saw loved Invisible Man. They loved The Five Bloods. They loved Tenet. They loved this. They loved that. All the things in between. And so Never Really Sometimes Always was another one. Palm Springs had a big contingency. You see all these factions. And I'm tempted so then, to tell you my ballot, but I don't think I will. Because my ballot but, was not that way. Do you understand? Well, I here, know I'll tell yours you isn't, but I I'll know you yours why. isn't. But the the fact the fact is, it always seems to consensually go down to the ten films that are on Gold Derby's ten through fifteen for Best Picture, and that's what lands here, rather than what I actually think the critics' choice, what they well, actually I mean, think are the ten best films of the year. But it's this is a voting system. It's not like they well, sat in a room and came up with their. No, no, well, again, no. I un- I understand that. I think the- one of the things also is is because of the nature of who's in the organization. There are a lot of people who are still broadcast film critics, so they're radio people from you know, um, Kentucky, and and I think you're also not watching necessarily some of the smaller movies. So there is a little bit mm-hmm. of that. Um, keep that in mind. So like here. Let me go through the ballot. I'll, I'll decide if I'm telling you my ballot. But yeah, so actor was Ben Affleck, Riz Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman, Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Delroy Lindo, Gary Oldman, Stephen Yoon. Actress was Viola Davis, Andrew Day, Sidney Flanagan, yay, Vanessa Kirby, Francis McDormand, Carrie Mulligan, Zendaya. Supporting actor Chadwick Boseman, Sasha Baron Cohen, Daniel Kaluuya, Bill Murray, Leslie Odom Jr., Paul Racy. Supporting actress... Maria Bakalova, Ellen Burstyn, Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Yu Jung Yoon. Young actor, actress doesn't, you know, isn't a category we need to worry about here. They were uh, acting ensemble. The Five Bloods, Judas and the Black Messiah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Minai, One Night in Miami, The Trial of Chicago 7. Director, Lee Isaac Chung, Emerald Fennell, David Fincher, Spike Lee, Regina King, Aaron Sorkin, Chloe Zhao. Original screenplay. Lee Isaac Chung, Emerald Fennell, Jack Fincher, Eliza Hitman, Darius Martyr and Abraham Martyr, Aaron Sorkin. So as you're noticing, and I'll wrap up with uh, adapted screenplay, it's all the contenders we expect. Um, Paul Greengrass and Luke Davies, uh, Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller, Kemp Powers, John Raymond and Kelly Reichardt, Ruben Santiago Hudson, Chloe Zhao. So nothing, uh, I will say that that's not my ballot for what it's worth. Um, I have the King of Staten Island in several places. I had never really sometimes always I had I had cherry somewhere and that got shut out. Um, I had the outpost in a few places. It only got into song, I believe. Um, what else? Uh, I had tenant in the place for you, Ryan, two places. In fact, you're welcome. By the way, tenants, not my number one movie of the year, but everyone's your number just, two though. It was no, it's my number three. <sighs> What's your number two? Mank. All right, whatever. Nolan <laughs> Stan. Does anybody know what? <laughs> yeah, I'm the big Nolan Stan. Is that my number three when I have two other movies that are Listen, ranked above? If I was, uh, if I was a horrible racist, Nolan Stan. Last year, I'm the I was the 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 Tarantino Stan when we were at AC because I liked Hollywood the most. Listen, if I if I was a racist for having Moonlight at number eleven my year, you could be a you could be a a Stan. I, um, that's fine. That's, yeah, you can't say I'm a racist. Uh, my number oh, I certainly can. Directed by Spike Lee, so there you go. <laughs> I mean, uh, David Byrne is a pretty white dude. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> hey, they work I'm together. I'm just saying. You know? Yeah. All right. So hey, that the- that show is very about our quality. Don't even start. Uh, Don't start. That's fair. That's fair. So here's the thing I wanted to talk about. I recently noticed that in my predictions, I mm. have the Trial of Chicago Seven winning Best Picture. Yes. Okay. Yes. Me too. I also have it winning editing. I do too. That is all I have it winning. That is not what I have. Mm. So I was realizing that I have it winning two Academy Awards. I have it basically yeah, that, being the a, a weirder version of Spotlight. It's actually going to be an article that's going to come out about a day. A weirder version this. of Spotlight? Well, Spotlight is screenplay, which makes a little yeah. more sense. But I have yeah. Promising Young Woman winning screenplay. Yeah. Which I uh, I wanted to... Well, here's the thing. Going by my predictions, and I I'm, I'm feel okay about them right now, though still more to come. If I have Trial of Chicago 7 winning picture, all right, let's, let's put a pin in that because I want to talk about what I think the runner-up may or may not be. If I have Chloe Zhao winning director or Fincher, you know, however that works itself out, and neither of those, neither of those two films winning an acting Oscar, okay? So Trial of Chicago 7, Nomadland, have nominations, no wins. And neither wins a screenplay. Let's say One Night in Miami, Promising a Woman wins screenplay. If Nomadland has cinematography, all right, so that's three Oscars if it won picture. But still two, going by what I have. And Trial of Chicago 7 has two with picture and editing. My, my question is, I'm just kind of thinking about this. Is there any reason not to predict that Promising a Woman is your three? Because it will have actress and screenplay. It's, which is as formidable a, a pairing as any of those is do we have a three movie race and is it those no. three okay tell no. me why you don't think so no 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 and well first of all what movie do you think is higher than promising a one a lot well well, t- well give me one for example um I, i'd say mank because it's gonna okay. be the most nominated film of the, of the night possibly um, but it also um, has underperformed in plenty of places it's underperformed at critics groups. Yeah. Not, but, at, not at the industry. It's, le- it led critics choice and it led golden which Globes. critics choice you know is I mean? not, it, it underperformed at, it underperformed. It had the same performance at SAG as promising young woman. Yeah. But that's, uh, you know, that's fine. That's fine. So did Nomadland. Yeah. If we're going to go down well, Nomadland. Yeah, so, exactly. So I'm not saying yeah. that they're, so, they're not, um, I think those, I think those are your, your four, but uh, my point is, you know, I don't think Promising Young Woman is is there. No, I'm, so I would, I'm tell- I would say I, I think Minari. I'd say D- Defy Bloods. I'd say The Father. No, uh, I, there's well, there's all, a ton of there's a ton of movies in its in its way. Well, first of all, The Father because of the Five fact, Bloods. Joe, that it is a div- it's a divisive film. It's a debut. Yes, it's, but at the same time, The Five Bloods, The just, Father, mm-mm. and Judas, for example, all could easily miss picture. And they're not guaranteed to get in yet. And promising have... young woman's not guaranteed picture either, because if we saw what over at any spirits, it landed all the nominations and then it didn't land picture. I don't, so, I don't count indie spirit as a, as an Oscar. Predictor. Well, just like, just like you shouldn't count critics. Well, choice I'm, as an Oscar when I, predictor. when I'm saying, well, I'm, what I'm saying is, is that we've seen it already. Well, that's the, at least the voting, uh, for the nominees at indie spirits is more of the industry. The tallies of the winners is like a fan vote at that yeah, point. Is, so that's indie, what draws the indie them off. spirit even is is not the it's industry. a better it's 
No, but they 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 celebrate more smaller and independent films, and and rightfully so, but they celebrate movies that I think that we love more than something like Critics' Choice, which is like a a group trying to predict the Oscars. Uh, um, But my point is that the Oscars are made up of people who may like smaller films, but they tend to veer toward the smaller film that also has generated somewhat of a of a conversation that's why you're not going to probably see first cow get into best picture because sure it's a well-liked independent film but beyond the like you know no disrespect to indiewire but let's say indiewire for example you know who's who's debating it significantly it's not a it's not something that i think academy members are are chatting to each other about and, and this is based on some very small sample sizes but promising woman is a movie that they talk about in the same way that well, I think you've seen that over the years, this is the difference with like uncut gems, for example. And I think I'm, I might, I think I mentioned this on someone else's podcast when I was guesting. It's all, yeah. it's all blending together. But uh, uncut gems blurs. is a different. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. Uncut gems is a different scenario because it wasn't getting wins. So like you know, we all kind yeah. of felt it was an well, uphill battle. Wait, this is this is picking we're up about wins at critics groups. We're not talking yeah, about. But again, we're you not don't talking take, about. You don't take any one. You don't take any one as a sign, but you take enough of them as a as a as an indicator of what people are talking about. Because most voters, you take it. I think you take it as an indicator that it's going to do well at Critics' Choice, rather than it's going to do. It's going to do. No, well, well, here's here's what you do. Here's what you do. You then see what the Academy is paying attention to, because if they're paying it, because they don't really pay attention to critics groups, but they pay attention to buzz. So it doesn't really matter what an individual critics group does. When Utah goes Nomadland and Seattle goes Promising Woman, I'm making this up. I assume I'm right about at least one just by virtue of most of the awards seem to go to uh, Promising Woman, Minari, or, or, or Nomadland. So throw in your city and then throw in one of those three movies. When, mm-hmm. when that generates chatter, sometimes that translates into them paying attention, especially now where they're not going to events. So when you go to events... That's when that's the purpose of like me being there is when they go, oh, what have you what have you heard about this movie? And you go, oh, it's been winning a bunch. You know, that's that's the that's the secret sauce. That's what they are are hoping you do. That's what their plan is. Whereas now they're they're largely left to their own devices. So if you're not looking up things and plenty of them don't, you're you're looking at what goes on the uh, the Academy screener site. You're looking at what you liked and then you're chatting. And I can really only go by. The conversation that I've had with voters and and honestly, they they are way more impressed with that movie than you would think. And again, it's divisive, mm-hmm. but I'm noticing that. So I'll give you one example of a, of a voter um, that I've talked to. And trust me, one voter means nothing. Any time you read like the honest ballot, they're stupid. They're they're just something yeah. silly. But for example, just so you have uh, an example, this is a real voter. They are a um, filmmaker. Let's put it that way. They uh, they may have they may write or direct films. Okay, so put in your mind that type of individual. Their favorite thing they've seen this year, promising and woman. Un- honestly, underwhelmed by Mank. And if I told you who the person is, you would not expect that. You would think they would like Mank. So nothing's a sure thing. I would have I would have told you you know before any of the awards started that you know once you get to the voters like that they would they would defer to Mank. Because, you know, movie about movies, black and white, Fincher, let's just do that. It's a big movie at a time where we don't have big movies. I, I, I think, oddly, big and small don't matter as much this year. And I think you can tell because look at the, for my money, what I think we're, we're getting to realize 
at least for me, what I think the top three films are right now. Trial of Chicago 7, of top four, let's say. Trial of Chicago 7, Nomadland, Mank, Promising a Woman, throw whatever order you want in for this conversation. They're, if Mank's the biggest one, but having watched it, aside from some of the production design, it's still a fairly intimate movie. Mm-hmm. You know, these Nomadland might be the smallest of the four, and and nobody sort of doubts its ability to win. So, I think we're we're entering an interesting period where I, I don't know that we're going to have a good sense on the night because, honestly, aside from Mank, I don't know that any of these movies scream PGA winner. You know, like like Trial of Chicago Seven, sure maybe, but also the studio, you know, where producers set it up sold it to Netflix. Like, how do they feel about mm-hmm. that? You know, is 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 there a slight bias there? Well, it could go two. It could go two ways, right? It could go, oh, it's at Netflix now. Ugh, I don't want to vote for that. Or it could go, well, this is a Netflix film that's actually from a studio that was sold only specifically because of the pandemic. Yeah, well, it's I mean, one of ours. It's one of ours. We're we're running out and, of, I think, the Netflix holdouts. You just know, so, you know, that that fever no, went away I, this year. I, I, I'm telling you, the 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 bias is still there and it's going to be there for a while and it's going to actually it's going to start getting it might get worse if we keep continuously being stuck in this pandemic and streaming services are the way to go and uh well, I mean, revenue I, is I, not back in the studios and yes and, and, and no and, because you don't have another option it's, so let's it's, say let's well, but here yeah we'll get it this they, way what they do, don't have a, that's the thing is they don't have an option but the theatrical model is the is the way you make the most money. Yes. And Netflix is still a threat to that. And they're the only ones that actually have their shit together because you have all these other studios that, you know, that are going to clamor. But also, too, Netflix is not like, I think, an Amazon where I think an Amazon's going to be around longer than a Netflix because they have, you know, giant other businesses. Well, I mean, as well as as well as you know, the, the film yes. component of Amazon is smaller. Yeah, Amazon than, and and Amazon at a certain point, in, Netflix can just keep raising their prices all they want. But that doesn't mean you know they don't have any other product. Well, I mean, you know Amazon I mean? has no danger of of you know going bankrupt. Exactly, the money running out, right? But that's why they they can dispose of the movie branch anytime they want, though, because they don't need it. Where Netflix has to, they could, but they but they like it. it. Whoever the Bezos is at the time, you know, whoever's running Amazon at the time, could one day be like, "This is no longer profitable. This is no longer worth it to me," and and they don't be in the business anymore. That could always happen. But they could also eventually decide, and this could be a Netflix thing also, that they want to be in the the movie theater business. You know, they obviously don't yeah. want to be right now because that's, you know, neither of them yeah. are, are, are think, thinking about the I, public I'll tell good. Because, Joey, I'll tell you this, is that right now in San Antonio, um, there's a theater that just closed right down the street from me and it was a Regal. And reading about it, and this is going to be across the board, uh, across the country, is that the reason why they had to close it down and it's not going to open it back up once it's all good. And it was a dollar theater still, but it, it was a, at the time when it first opened was the first theater in San Antonio to have stadium seating. It had 16 screens. It's, it's still a very solid place in a good area of town. Right. I could see a Netflix going to some of these bigger towns and buying those abandoned theaters that Regal doesn't see enough profit or AMC doesn't see enough profit and going and buying those up and then putting an entire slate of their stuff doing maybe even some of their television shows on the big screen like um, like they did like uh, HBO did with Game of Thrones um, 
you it's know, possible. Having, it's a, it's another... I mean, it's, it's a market that they could, they could go down to. The problem is, is where are they going to continuously find all this money with, and at a certain point, like it's already what, 1799 uh, for the highest level of Netflix I don't and know. it's right. Ri- and it's rising. People I are mean, going to get tired of that shit real it's possible. quick. It's possible people you know get I mean? tired, but they also so, have a uh, their their subscription fees are not what makes them their money. It's the uh, the information that they have. It's yeah. the it's what yeah, they I mean, that's where their value is. Is that they you know they can basically sell to you. So they're yeah, and also just their their product you know is 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 valuable. So they're I don't I don't know when we'll have the day where they you know investors go we're done with you. You know they have such a a valuable product that they're. They're able to essentially spend until the end of time. I don't know when that would come, but I, I know that they, you know, have a plan in place for that when when that comes. But that's not a anyway. PGA wise, I think I think with PGA and, and Oscar, you, you kind of that ship sailed with. Oh, I won't. It's not movies. Like it's the only movies. Like if that's not movies, then are you just as pissed at, at Warner Brothers with the, with the HBO Max thing? Are you just as pissed? pissed oh, at I don't Hulu? think that. Are you I, pissed at I, Apple. Well, well, I think also too the other thing that why you know Steve, you mentioned earlier. Oh, they could just close up shop Amazon. They actually have a great relationship with the theaters, and they smart. have and and they do their movies through the theatrical release. Well, so do, the normal honestly, way. Interestingly, you know I mean, so do so does Netflix in New York and LA. Not so much you know throughout the yeah, country, but n- not a, know. not so much around the country where it ma- where it really matters. Where it matters so, for money. Not where it matters for the industry. Like, I don't think that's what's holding up the industry because they've, you know, if you live in L.A. and you're an Academy member, you already know that you can go to the Landmark and watch all the Netflix movies. You already know if you're in New York, you can go to the watch all the Netflix movies. Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky that they have a great relationship with the Alamo Drafthouse. And the Drafthouse does their own thing. Well, that's the thing. I think think Netflix's brand would be, you know, the the dine-in theater more so than the the dollar theater and and rebranded as, you know, the, the Netflix theater. I think they would... They would go the, for the yeah. dinner and because we already. But also too, they're very they're very selective in which films they do put out in the theaters. They don't put every one of their films out. Well, they have too many. I, they couldn't. They couldn't. You know, possibly. And I think from here on, I think, I think from here on out, they're going to, they're going to start because they they talked about that they're going to re sort of do their model like a couple of years ago, right? And so I think what they're going to do is they'll have their you know. Uh, P.S. I love you. Whatever those crappy well, they, things yeah, are, they, they, they have and they'll have targets. those. You know, they'll have those, but like they're really big prestige dramas or comedies or things that they want to run for, you know, Oscar consideration. Those will make the the theater and, and stuff. But if they do buy theaters, then all of that gets put on their platform. Animated because they make everything. They have animated films. They have action films. They have dramas. Well, yeah, not all of that would go to the theater. But yeah, they could hypothetically you know. say, "Listen, we know that you, their profit. Yeah, we know that you like Adam Sandler movies at home. Like that's mm-hmm. that's why you watch it. It's free. It's something to do. Click here. We go. Like that's that's the Adam Sandler model that works well for. But them. if they have enough. But if they have enough theaters in and around Maybe. the country, I don't know. I don't they know. Could do, suddenly gonna they go could do what they're doing. But but no, they could do what they're doing right now, which is we own. Let's say they own 200 screens, 300 screens around the country. Right. Uh, theaters. I mean, not screens, theaters, which I mean, could be up to let's say it's just 10 to 20 screens. You're talking about um, you're talking about 
uh, do the math. It's like 6,000 screens across the country at the max, right? Um, You're talking about then at that point, they can do exactly what they've already done with like the Irishman or marriage story or whatever at these small places. These get a three week release ahead of time. They make as much money and cash off of them as they can. And then they get them on their streaming platform and they make bank over there. You know what I mean? And so they're able to have something that can sustain them in the long run because I don't think I don't look, I don't want them to go. I mean, personally to me, I'd like them to I mean, either I don't want, I don't want to, them to go because I want them to advertise on my website. So I definitely well, want them that to go. Too, but I want, well, I want them to uh, actually release all their movies on Blu-ray and stop making just specific deals with Criterion. Because I, I'd listen, like to, I, I've mentioned I like to have them. their stuff. I mentioned it to them. You know, and I so I, I, you know, I, I, I'd like that to happen uh, because that's what a real studio does. Um, but I'm sure we'll that, get Mank on Criterion. Uh, oh yeah, Mank and Trial of Chicago Seven and, and Ma Black Bottom, and De- oh god, Defy Bloods, please, um, yeah. for sure, because they already have a relationship with Spike. But exactly, but, but they're, they're not a, a typical studio. They're innovators. No. They're changing the industry. They're actually without Netflix. I think this pandemic would have killed the industry. Uh, like uh, Napster and the music industry lagged behind and was stubborn and dragged their feet in order to saying, well, we don't want it to go digital. It has to be physical media. That piracy or whatever it was forced them to move and forced them to be more innovative, which really created Apple where they are today. And the same thing with Netflix. I think Netflix is doing the same with all media. It's not just it's and it, actually it's not it goes beyond movies. It goes into uh, into film. And now you're starting to see even theater uh, coming out and streaming. So it's, you know, it, it's it's easy to condemn and say, oh, Netflix is so big and they don't do this and they don't do that. Well, they have to protect what, you know, their IP, what mm-hmm. they've come up with. And yeah. to put them all out on Blu-ray, well, how is that going to serve them? Every Blu-ray you buy is one less subscription possibly. Well, I don't, But also one I mean, more thing real quick. Going to the theaters, I think, you know, maybe they're purchasing of the, of the Paris Theater. That would be, you know, big, maybe, yeah. maybe that's a little, uh, a little butter up to the to the voters and to the true film lovers. Yep. I mean, but what I, what I, yeah. But going back to, but going back to what you were saying, Joe, is that we started going down a Netflix rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. What's what's, what's uh, what we're talking about? Double what back. We're talking about I have, I have a point. The Oscars, make. but, um, but uh, so you asked me where I have Promising Young Woman as currently, and uh, and so here are my ten. Right? That was forty five minutes for ago. picture. I was like, I know it's forty five minutes ago, but I, I I went and found it. So I have promising young woman in my nine spot. Okay, I think that's. I still low. think that I still think the older academy is not going to go for this. I it's so possibly, but I will say that the people who I've talked to who are older do like it. So I don't think it's necessarily yeah, performing but, that way. You know, it could be anecdotal. It could very. It's well a movie be that it, it's a movie that one hundred percent condemns men and yeah. who is the leading body of the academy uh, is older white men. Yeah, but you know what older so, white like, men also you know, like it, not to name, not to you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, older older white men yeah. also like no, attractive women. I know. And it stars but, attractive women, so that does kind of solve that problem. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, listen, I had but, it at eight last week. I'm just saying, I yeah. think I'm moving so I, it up. I have it at I have it at nine, and I think maybe the voters movies. will see themselves in the in the characters. In the exactly. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and, I, and I, I only have eight. I only have eight movies getting in this year. Well, I, I only I think always, it's going to be a year. I eight. always pick ten. I don't think it's nine. And I and I let them figure it out. It's my way of cheating, and also I own a website, so fuck you guys. I'm doing it. Um, here, I'll give you my ten. I have the father at ten. I have Sound of Metal at eleven. Okay, I have First Cow twelve. 
never really 13 news of the world 14 i think those are the only ones that have any realistic possibility and probably news of the world needs to go up a little bit okay so father 10 i have news of the world i have news of the world at eight uh news of the world i think is moving up now in my next update i just haven't decided fully yet so yeah father 10 has moved down well that's the thing this is this is this is a an update this is i haven't updated since the last wave yeah i i got i got you i needed to fill in the the below the line stuff and and you know DGA, PGA. Yeah, and the short list. And exactly. Stuff Other things were going on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Father 10, Ma Rainey 9, Promising Woman 8, Manx 7, Five Blood 6, Minai 5, One Night in Miami 4, Judas 3, Nomadland 2, Trial 1. I think Trial, Nomadland. 1, 2, until proven otherwise. 1, 2. You keep yep. them there. I think Judas moves down. I think One Night in Miami moves down. I think Minai is about right at 5. I don't think it wins, but I think it probably is in if there was 5. It just seems yeah. to like be. Yeah, I seem to be the only one who's not wild about it. Mm. So I'm fine. Listen, uh, five no, bloods could no. go either way. It just depends on which group you want to go with. Yeah, you know, ha- is it yep. is it a victim? Of I think too much I net? think SAG's going to help it out. Uh, at least for a nomination. Like I think I think the SAG five this year. I mean, they still they will, I all, mean, ma- SAG, they will all make it in. They will all make it in. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a miss. I mean, they still I have the. Uh, I mean, they they also have that bizarre actor miss though. So that that still. Yeah. You know. Well, that's what I mean. In the ensemble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think just, everybody that, in the ensembles. It in. just means I can't figure yeah. out how much of it is. Are they lukewarm on on the film, or is it too many Netflix and just they're they're spreading out? I think it's. I think it's. I think it's too many. Netflix I think it is too, like, and I think the uh, Five yeah. Bloods does better than Ma Rainey in that in that regard. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think Cause also because it's Spike and it's a bigger film. Yeah. yeah. So so here and, I think One Night in Miami probably moves down. I think it'll probably still get in the picture. But, you know, it's a movie oh, I yeah. think could end up being snubbed here and there and you wouldn't be super surprised because it is smaller. It is, you know, it could be like a star is born where like the picture gets in. The director doesn't possibly you know what I mean? um, yeah. Mank probably is moving back up a little bit. I think I, I still am very pessimistic about it winning until proven it's not otherwise. winning. It's not winning, but it's but it's going to be the leader in the morning. So you, you you have it up there. Yeah, but that's like because saying because, that's like saying when the Irishman was the leader on the morning. You also knew it was like four still. Well, you never. Well, most people. Well, yeah, and that's fine. I think having Mank at three or four is fine because it's a shine. It's a sign of you. You know, it's a sign of okay. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Joker is, was led you know, on the morning. For predictions and stuff. Joker led in the morning, and that was yeah, barely well, five. It was it was honestly like oh, it's a throw-in in picture. Um, yeah, but like Irishman was like right after it or something like that. I mean, like yeah, yeah those were the two guys. No, I'm, yeah, I, my yeah. point is, I think when I do the update, I'm gonna go trial, Nomadland. I may very well have Promising Woman three or four, Mank in the other spot, probably Minari five, and those are the five I'm yeah. very confident in. And then you know, some combination of I think there'll be nine, just because I think we're spread out so much. That, I think it's eight. I mean, either I way, I don't, it could go either way. But I think yeah, either way, I think I it, think it's I think it'll eight. be it'll, I think we'll think it's nine. And then, like, of course, the last year that we're doing this shit, it's eight. Yeah, you know I, mean? I think a supposed <laughs> bad year lends itself to nine. You know, I think the idea of, oh, there's yeah. nothing to see means that the ballot spread out more. But yeah, my my guess is the most vulnerable ones of this group are obviously Ma Rainey and the father. Just because they, yeah. you know, they in Ma Rainey's case, again, I have Ma, how many Netflix? I have Ma Rainey up there at five. Like, so my, mine is the father at 10 promising young woman at nine news of the world at eight Minari, Minari seven defy blood six Ma Rainey at five one night four 
Mank 3, No Man Land 2, Trial 1. And the reason why I have one night up there because I think, you know, it's a different studio. And also, I think last night is an indication of, like, they are keeping Regina in this conversation. She's everywhere. That she's moving that film tremendously. They do. Everybody loves Regina King. They love the film. It's still hitting an audience. Um, You know, and I think the SNL bump, people think I'm crazy about it, but it always does work out. I, that's how I think I mean, Christoph Waltz has two Oscars. It's possible, one. but it didn't help that her episode was And terrible. then it, it was well, not a I mean, episode. But people still love her. Like, people are like, oh, it's... I mean... I saw a lot of yes things on Twitter no. last night so of the, the writing... I, I saw a lot of things last night where it was like, man, the writing's not great, but man, Regina King's just but great. But here's... Here, you said something like, very important no, there. Okay, you said sure. Twitter. Twitter's not the real world. In, on Twitter, she's the queen. In the real world, I, I, I think her joke at the beginning no. was very accurate that a lot of people still don't know who the fuck she is because they're like, oh, True. I saw her in, but in it, Jerry Maguire. But it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter about the rest of the world. It matters about the Academy. Yeah, but the Academy is also not years ago. on Twitter. The, so, Emmy, yeah. the Emmys give her like a ton of love. I mean, she's a very beloved actress. She's a popular actress within other actors and, and actresses but i i don't i this will be an interesting yeah. test i just don't know how they how they feel better whatever the point i wanted to wrap with, up with in but this, Marinius, oh okay sorry i was just gonna say that i think overall this is what i started with with trial winning two is i think we're entering sort of a a steady realm where you don't have a film win a ton of oscars like look at parasite last year oh, yeah and you take away international film because that's almost like a bonus in that scenario and it wins three <laughs> i mean because think about it like the the best picture winner will generally not win international film you know yeah. it's not gonna win usually it will usually I mean, not it win all, international you know, it almost won it back to animated. back years but yeah. yeah i mean but that's that's the exception yeah. to the rule most exactly given what we it know about happens. the academy most of the best it's a one out of 90 yeah it's well, one out of 92 years exactly so given what we know about the academy they are not going to suddenly start giving the international contenders best picture every single year so let's I mean, assume that's a did, that's I mean, a that unique scenario great. i mean it's not happening this year um no it's not you know, but I mean, spotlight winning two it would go to what another round yeah spotlight mm-hmm. huh? spotlight winning two in that case parasite would have won three granted it would have been the big three you know the bong three i guess um I have trial winning two. Even if it picks up screenplay, that's three. Um, we're, we 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 seem to be entering a realm, and I don't have a huge problem with it. But it's just something I noticed where we sort of narrow it down to two movies. We give a bunch of tech honors to one movie, and then we give best picture to another movie, and that's fine. I like listen. Two different movies can be can be you know the sort of pinnacle of an achievement, but it does make predictions interesting because normally. I would go, wait, I can't have trial winning only one other thing and it's editing, but also editing is what you kind of need if you're doing that. So I, I, I'm just sort of working it out in my head. I think this may just be sort of the new normal. I have it winning four. Well, you have it winning uh, screenplay and what? I have it winning picture, screenplay, editing, and I have Baron Cohen winning best supporting actor right now. I mean, who knows? That's- because because what we've noticed, right, what I'm noticing with the shortlists and with the reaction from the industry at large, unless Judas and the Black Messiah has a massive, massive wave, then on Oscar morning, which I just don't think is going to happen, then 
he's going to maybe be the sole nominee for his film, which is doesn't sad. Stop him. Doesn't stop him though. And I mean, it it does. I mean, ergo, look at Glenn Close just a couple years ago. Yeah, for but the difference the wife is, and I stuff think... like that, and she's in a a more well-known established actress yeah but everyone sort of agreed at the same time everyone agreed also that the wife was not an amazing movie like at best i understand but what i'm saying is is that it's very rare for you to be an actor and only be your nominee for your film and be the winner i mean who do you have have winning best supporting actress then well i mean (laughs) you don't want to know that did you have Uh, Maria? i have been close I do have Mar- I do I do have Maria Baklova. Do you have so, so that could easily be the only nomination for the film? It easily could, but I still mm. think it's I think it's gonna get I think the song's gonna get in. I don't think the song's I, gonna get in. That's I have it that's asking I have, for trouble. I have it I have I have it in that oh no, I think it's asking for a wonderful uh rendition. Um I I I thought it could make up it. Uh, it didn't make the short list for makeup and hairstyling, which was a big miss for it, but I still think that it could land um it could easily land in that five spot for adapted. So here's my question so, for this. If she's the only nominee, so, so if she's the sole representation of the film, are you taking her out of the number one spot? Oh, no, then it changes. No, then it changes completely. Right. But also, but, you know, I, I, you know, she will then by that point have one globe because it's pretty much locked in the bag for that. I mean, Kaluuya could we'll have see the same what wins, does, But I'm not, I'm just for devil's advocate. Kaluuya could. could have the exact same wins be the exact same situation he could i just don't i don't think it's going to happen um at this point um i, I think it's I, the I, film has very very underperformed borat's done well so far we've seen the the like yeah the but love what is what is it the has academy done, it's, vote it's, for and also the bio she has a, she the has like the scene of the year too yeah I mean, let's again, not forget that she has you know he has the trailer of the year she has the scene of the year so. for, for, argu- for argument's so. sake i'll just throw it out there the uh same oscar voter I'll just use the same one because they, mm-hmm. they're nothing but hot takes, apparently. Uh, doesn't get her mm-hmm. at all. Just puzzled why it's a thing. So I, yeah, I think I think one. there will that's be person, there will be that. But we'll see. Plenty, plenty more time. We still have um I think exactly a month. But if anything, but but I will say, if anything, he's Baron Cohen's looking very, very good. And he gives great speeches. We get it. You're horny for I Sasha. No, I'm just, no, I, I'm just saying, it. like, Steve, the, you heard him, right? It's built there, man. It's built there. I heard it. Yeah. It's recorded. Sasha Stan. I, I, I'm a Sasha Stan. I, that's, that's why well, his wife's asleep, because he's, he's busy with, uh, he's watching uh, The Spy or whatever, some 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 stuff there. All right. We, we'll talk <laughs> about this more. There's literally a month until the nominations, which is wild. Um, yeah. Ryan McDermott now has we're in a pattern. face-off for us. Which, ironically, oh. his uh, his question, I'll read the question first, because it's which supporting actress contenders are you sure will get in? And, uh, I, th- I mean, Maria Bakalova, I guess. But you're sure she's going to get in? For a nomination? I think her and Close. Uh, yeah, I would say yeah, clo- I would say her and Close will get in. Just I think those are the two. I would be surprised there. if Olivia and Coleman get and Coleman. Yeah. yeah, I think those yeah, three. Those are the three. Those three will default, mm-hmm. and and then whether you have closer by Leslie Odom Jr. in supporting actress. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. I thought it was the only question about supporting actress. Yes. You cut off there. Oh, supporting okay. No, just yeah. For those three for supporting actress. I thought we were doing the like, that's category fraud. 
that's <laughs> that's some one night in Miami category for it. No, um, hey, I, I think Olivia Coleman is sort of your locked and loaded number three. Um, Close and Bakalova will flip flop one two depending on how things go. And uh, right now, my four is Minari Grandma, which is a weird nomination, but I think it's building just because such a weird yeah, slate because of sag and yeah sag there's yeah, there yeah. isn't really anyone that you're there's no passion in this category <laughs> give or take Maria it's, a, it's a it's yeah and then the fifth spot i have only his ankle yeah you know i see that but i gotta tell you joey i i am um, which you did a great interview with her uh, this past week um and we have it up on the site at awardsradio.com i think joey foster I mean, she is my seven. Over Zangle. Six is Amanda and Seyfried. Seven is so Jodie Foster. Yeah, Seyfried's there. And I mean, if Meg has the overperforming day that I think it's going to have, I think Seyfried's in um, too. But I I have a weird, this weird feeling about uh, about Jodie Foster. If not for this, then down the road, she's going to, I totally see Jodie Foster down the road getting a third Oscar. Probably. I still think it'll be does. for directing. I it's think her next juicy. one will be for directing. Yeah. Um, no, no. She she's you. gonna be right but, there. But Burston, Burston for me, eight. she's not getting in. She's my eight. I, I, I think it's a, seven, it. it's a seven horse race. Um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I and think I think Jodie Foster will will have a. I think she has a a number. You know, she's X, and that's yeah. in her her favor. And and I think it just depends on how the votes spread out. Like, I I feel like Glenn Close, Maria Bakalova, Olivia Coleman will have the majority of the votes just because. It's really the only contenders that I think there'll be passion for to some degree. And then it'll be how many people are okay with a, a younger woman in act in supporting actress with Helena Zengel because yeah. the, so far everyone has been, but the Academy is hit or miss there. Um, yeah. And it'll then be, it'll be funny to see like Seyfried miss after like months of people saying she's our winner. And, and then, I mean, like, listen, if she gets in, to see her miss would be kind of, she could if win. She, if, I mean, yeah. If if you know, if she gets in, and she could either be the one win for Mank, and either you know? you, uh, either you or or Zangle miss, then I think that she's easily going up to four, if not three. Depending, if the father only gets two nominations, I might even put Seafree to three. Um, well, here's the thing. Well, the, here's the other thing too. If Mank leads the morning, and close is like it's like close. And make up for Hillbilly Elegy. And like you mentioned earlier, Baklova is the only thing that it gets in for that. And yeah, the father only gets uh, Coleman and Hopkins. You could easily see a world where she's back in this thing and can be in a two, three spot, might even ultimately win the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, listen, so it, I, it's such an open category. Yep. No matter who wins, it's going to be a great story on that on Oscar night. It'll be something. Exactly. Every single one of these is an interesting win. Coleman wins two. Close finally wins. Seyfried gets a you know is the young ingenue. Baklova's the underdog. You, you know, uh, Jodie Foster wins a third. Burston's the oldest to ever win it. Mm. Uh, the Minari family gets a gets a gets a win in general because it's got such a amount of love from from everyone. Um, so I mean. Yeah, all all of them. I don't think there's a, you know, tenderly bad story. You're right, Steve. Well, we'll see. Uh, let's go to let's go to Ryan's film Hawk Face Off. Um, he goes. I don't hear that often. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's why we're not going to hear it today. Mo- well, we immediately <laughs> yeah, move from it. On Ted's day, you're not going to. Um, the Shape of Water or the Grand Budapest Hotel. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Grand Budapest. 
I mean, I'd love to say neither, but Budapest. I'm, I, I'm, yeah. they're both no. fine. They're both fine to me. Um, yeah. Isle of one's Dogs. great. The other one's, uh, one I mean, fish. they're both overrated. Uh, Isle of Dogs are fantastic, no. Mr. Fox. Fantastic, Mr. Fox. Though both are great. Yeah, I agree. Both are great, but Fox is, yeah. Fox is an easier rewatch. Yeah. Uh, both are great, and I'll say Isle of Dogs because I like dogs. I like foxes. Matthew oh. Fox, Michael J. Philomania or The King's Speech? Oh, Jesus. Philomena? Like Philomania. Philomena. It's about Judy Dench going to WrestleMania. <laughs> if it's good enough for DiCaprio, it's good enough for me. Um, always pronounce it Philomania. I'm going to go with Philomena. I'm going to follow suit. I like Steve Coogan, and I will, for that reason, choose Philomena. Yeah. They're both fine. Yeah, they're both fine. But I I, I, but I like them both better if they weren't Best Picture nominees. Um, I guess I can go to King's Speech. It, it's, it, it was entertaining enough. Um, yeah. They're both they're both like, hey, I, I enjoyed that movie. And then you're like, they got nominated for how many Oscars? Yeah. Right? So that, that there's that too. Um, Little Women or the Imitation Game? Little Women. <laughs> I'm gonna follow uh, Ryan's lead again. Little Women. I don't uh, care the, 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 imi- the Imitation Game. game. I, again, they're both fair. Um, the Imitation no, Game. Little was Women's fine. great. Little women's I, great. Eh. You guys are you 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 guys over you and Karen and and Clayton. When I I had to hear all that on the old show about all the little women hate. It's like no, it's a great movie. Meh. Great job. Imitation right. Game. Actually, I don't I don't get the hate for it. I think it's a fine film. But that's yeah, fine. I do know it's a historically very inaccurate, but it's like huh. yeah, so, but it does the like story a, that the I see movie. on screen very entertainingly. Exactly. Yeah, you know. That's a thing. Um, it is it is a fine film, and that's where it stands. It's not yeah, not a great yeah. film. It's not Fair. groundbreaking or anything. But I right. think Cumberbatch is very good. And because I was a good boy, I get two that I like. Argo or the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Ooh. I'm going to go Ben Button because of the ending. I'm going to go Ben Button because I don't like Argo. I mean, I love Argo, so I'm going Argo, but Benjamin Button's good, too. Man, when she's like holding the baby's hand down the down the street. Yeah, waterworks. It's well done. Waterworks. Because you got to think of it in the context of that's an 80 year old man. And the love of his life holding it. And, and instead of being an old man, it's it's a little baby. And it's it's devastating. It, it's a devastating. It's horrific when you really think about it. If I wasn't um, slightly under the weather, just I worked. I've been working too hard. So I'm out of energy. <coughs> I, I would uh, immediately uh, dovetail into uh, bad movie pitches and tell you that uh, the Spice Channel wants to remake Benjamin Button. Just that part of the movie. <laughs> And have you go do that but yeah i uh luckily he's feeling sick i mean i don't i don't have it in me listen the ghost of larry flint i guess <laughs> though uh can i tell you i i when i found out he died can i tell you that my dad and i made the exact same joke because i told my mom i said hey did you hear that who died and she went who i said larry flint and she said what did he die of and i said i assume being shot in the back 30 years ago and uh she said haha and i said i don't know maybe syphilis and then, you know, whatever. I call my dad to tell him. And uh, he goes, oh, really? What did he die of? And I did the same joke. He laughed. He said, you sure it wasn't syphilis? And I said, I just made the same joke. So I uh, <laughs> great, great minds apparently think alike. But uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was movie news this week, I guess. 
you know, Woody Harrelson was uh, pretty good in him oh. as the movie. As him in the movie. Wow, I messed that sentence up. Oh, this, this, yeah. Joe, you don't want to talk about the, the Snyder Cut trailer? I mean, we can. It'll be a week old by the time we, uh, we do this, but fine. That's Go true. for it. That's Go true. for it. Yeah, talk about it. So, Go um, Go ahead, Zach. So, uh, it would... <laughs> hey everyone i'm what, zach what, uh, no, what, what um, social media channel were you on when he did this vivo or some shit oh yeah i don't know he would um well did you know that they're doing this ba- the movie's gonna be released in like the four by three or it's gonna be released in like a, a box sort of ratio rather than like widescreen i mean no, nothing it's not gonna, anything past yeah that. yeah so it's not gonna be released in like a normal format it's gonna be like one the one six six whatever thing or whatever i saw that today and i went like the way you saw it on your phone on twitter on the trailer that's how you're going to see the film for four hours for four hours great yeah stupid anyway um no i uh i saw the trailer and i think it's fine like it's it it looks like the exact same movie i got what is it three years ago now two years ago whatever it was it feels like Um, 20 it feels like 20 yes you just beat me to my joke thanks joe um i uh i i will say i think expanding it is kind of cool and we'll get some interesting ideas and it'll look fun but um you know i um i'm i'm more just interested in the in the story behind it and how it all came together and how it's the story behind it's still kind of crazy and um you know massively like controversial and and everything just the whole stuff with whedon and the stuff with ray fisher and then how the the fandom came together and how the fandom is like it started off for a good reason to get this movie and now it's become very toxic and all these different things back and back and forth uh and there's a a book from sean o'connell uh released the Snyder cut where he Mm -hmm. talks about all this that's coming out and actually had the 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 luxury to speak with him for for um another website and do some uh do some interviewing for it and he's on the board for (laughs) critics choice actually yeah and uh and speaking to him a very nice guy but like even he was like we're talking very he's very much a marvel guy and and speaking from just a marvel standpoint he just found the story very fascinating that being said the movie he has not seen and it could and i haven't seen it either obviously we've only seen the trailers and it comes out in march this movie is either going to be a massive success or it's going to be a massive failure like most Zack snyder films are and ultimately at the end of the day i don't think anyone's opinions on this is going to change everyone's going to go in with the preconceived notion of they already hate it or they're already waiting to love it. And mm-hmm. it's going to be the most toxic time on any social media platforms when speaking about it, even worse than something like the last Jedi. And so I'm still interested in seeing it just to see what they did in changing some stuff and expanding it to a four hour cut. I don't really expect it to be much more than the film we got before, if not maybe just a better product of it. Um, but I mean, it, it, it just, it is a fascinating thing that I don't think we'll get probably ever again, something like this. And I am glad that it's going to HBO max and not going to a theater, even though I feel like it should be in a theater. So it's a lot of mixed things, but the trailer itself I thought was just like, it's everything I've seen minus the Jeff Buckley, hallelujah, or uh, Leonard Cohen. Hallelujah, oh, it'll it'll show up somewhere, you know. So, I th- um, I think in general it would it would make a better book, and I'm interested. It's yeah, I didn't know there was a book coming out about it, mm-hmm. but I think most of what he's going to change could be summarized in a few chapters. 
talked about and said, oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. And and like you said, the history and the story and, and, and Josh, uh, Josh Whedon and, and all this other stuff that's coming out. It's still going. A, a, a great mm. read. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's very fresh, very raw right now. Um, and make a great read. But I don't have much interest in the film. I saw the original. This looks like exactly what it is. It's, it's a, a recut with some additional footage. But it's not like they're reinventing the wheel here. This is this is still going to be Justice League. So yeah, it's still the sequel to Batman vs Superman. Yeah. And I prefer that movie to Justice yeah. League. Yeah. No, I, I'd, I'd honestly I mean, rather the four-hour movie of Batman vs Superman and just give me a full Batman movie, a full Superman movie, and have them meet, as opposed to Justice League, which. I mean, granted, it was a it was a mess when it came out because it was two different tones and the villain turned into fucking Steppenwolf, which the less said about that, yeah. the better. Which is, um, you know, I, I it it'll be better, I think, just by virtue of it'll it'll snip out a lot of the crap. But yeah, I I, watch I mean, it when I talked to when I talked to Sean, I mean, he basically was saying like, this is Warner Brothers trying to erase that because of all the stuff with Whedon and yeah. and everything else in general. They are they are just trying to make this and it, and it's not going to branch off. They're not going to make probably more Justice League movies after this with this whole cast and everything, but if anything it's they've also had the run of Denis Villeneuve getting mad and Nolan getting mad. This is a this is one of the only directors they give a blank check to where they need to in a way from a business standpoint give him what he wants because say what even, you want about even though Zack he's Snyder no movies, longer at the they, studio they, they, even yeah i mean but to to come back at any point you know if he wants to um to do this like you know that's it's a huge step no he's gonna but, he's gonna make army of the dead movies now <laughs> no the if, if they wanted to i could totally see if they said hey we want to make justice league too i could totally see at this point him going yeah give me full creative control Otherwise, the fandom's going to know about it. Yeah, but I think, yeah, like, sure. Af- but like the Ben Affleck, but it's not going to happen like, because no, 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 they're no, doing no. they're doing their own thing. They're doing a multiverse sort of thing with the Flash, and and they've got their Wonder Woman movies on their own, and Aquaman's on their own, and then they've got the completely different universe with Robert Pattinson as Batman. Like they're doing fine. They don't need to go back to that well anytime soon. So exactly, should be interesting. It's a shame yeah. because I have been waiting for this film since I was a kid, and now I'm rewaiting for it. Yeah. But I'm really not all that interested. I just I I want to be. I loved Batman and Superman growing up. And- yeah, because like when when you're a kid, I I connected more with the DC characters like Batman and Superman, mm-hmm. and and Same. and um now it's you know obviously Marvel dominates everything, and I finally caught up on WandaVision. Uh, I had wait I had sort of waited until only a month, so I only had to pay for a month's subscription of of Disney Plus. Huh. Um, uh, because that's like the next three episodes and then that's my month and I'll, I'll cut it off again. Um, but really good show and really interesting the way yeah. they're doing it. I have no idea where it's going to go. Uh, the, the twist I saw coming miles and miles ahead. Um, and I wasn't spoiled with them at all. Um, but at the same token though, like, I don't know if the rumors are true that they're going to be hour long episodes. I, I doubt that that's actually true. No, probably not. Um, um, but even if it is like they've built such a unique idea and it's only going to be a one season thing, um, that I, 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 I like it. And I actually think that this is better for Marvel than maybe some of their unnecessary movies. Cause they get to branch off on their ideas, create mysteries. I like that. It's week by week. 
shout out to Disney Plus. I think that they're doing it the right way as opposed to others where it's like release a week, release one episode a week or the first two episodes and then one after another. So then you build the intrigue to build the drama, build the conversation. They did a great job with Mandalorian. I think they're doing it with WandaVision and and I think they're going to do that with uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which that trailer looked really good during the Super Bowl. So, yeah. So, you know, so yeah, you know, they're summar- doing it right. We'll see what DC goes. goes to, to summarize. Yes, I will watch Justice League. Am I looking forward to it? No. Will I review it? Yes. Will I read the comments on it? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. You will. Um, You'll read it all. Yeah. Go figure. Uh, WandaVision is, is, I think it is interesting that, that go figure holding things by the week is how you generate water cooler chatter still. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, granted Mandalorian still insane, doesn't, isn't it? Man- Mandalorian doesn't have the same like mystery box aspect to it, but you know, there was some chatter every week about Mandalorian, you know, obviously baby Yoda. Like what's going to happen? Yeah. What's it was a little it? bit. Yeah. And now we're sort of in the rhythm of it of like, oh, okay, it's kind of a, a serial and, and the individual episodes aren't like, you know, cliffhangers per se but you know last year was baby yoda this year was boba fett and grogu so you know there's stuff there you know wandavision is meant i think designed every week to be like holy shit i gotta talk to someone about it and uh yeah i mean it's it's what we've been missing for better or worse since game of thrones left i mean it's the weekly i i know you have i know i know you i'm not you know for 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 (laughs) <laughs> but for most people, the weekly discourse is gone from at least that television series and a lot of television series. I mean, Watchmen did everything it is so streamable. Or, yeah, yeah I mean, for, for like a one season it. thing. But it seems like Disney Plus is really going hard in the paint. Well, I think that's, of that, that's that's what they want to do. And it and it and it builds a lot of it. That's why their subscription base is so high. Well, I think right that's now. why that's mm-hmm. the Marvel idea. Also, is we're going to have our movies. And the movies are, are, are your are your spectacle. But we also want to have the the T V aspect, which, you know, when we did our Agents of Shield and all that, it didn't it didn't catch on the same way. But this time we want a title and so you can go watch a movie and be like, Oh man, Black Widow was great. But also go, Did you see like episode three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or did you watch Armor Wars or whatever? You can you can have a little conversation almost every week. You know, I'm sure their their goal you know, as soon as this is fully up and running, is that there's always a Marvel show on Disney Plus. You know, one show ends and another one picks up a week or two later. You know, the I mean, I'm sure their goal is in Disney Disney in general is you can always watch a Star Wars or a Marvel show. You know, a new one, a new episode every week. And between that and when the movies start to kick back up, I think that's an interesting way of doing it that we've we've never quite explored before. I'm interested. I think this is when Disney Plus has really found its groove because it's such a wide audience. How, Where the Mandalorian yeah. is still, you know, for Star Wars. Uh, yeah. How Disney got its groove back. <laughs> MCU covers a, a pretty wide uh, demographic. Yeah. And it's something you could sit down with a family. Like you said, it's, it is a water cooler story because there's so much mystery to it. And it does connect. It actually gives me hope. I was wondering, where do they go after, after Endgame? How does the MCU really carry on? And it's really planting the seeds for a lot oh, of bigger, great several arcs. sequels, also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah. it's pretty incredible. That if you think about what they've done in the last what ten years, it's really insane, and and uh, it's going to be looked at back upon as some of the greatest, even just from a business sense, some of the greatest uh, minds coming together to just deliver. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Here, so let's uh, let's wrap up because I want to go back to sleep, and uh, okay. 
which is the saddest possible thing to say on Valentine's Day, but whatever. Um, <laughs> let us know where you can be followed and recommend a Valentine's Day movie. Ryan, you can go first. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Ryan McQuaid 77. Find all my works in vast places around the internet. Um, Valentine's Day movie. Um, that's not easy. I mean, it can be, it can be <laughs> themed to, it doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. It could be themed because uh, really, otherwise just, your options are Valentine's Day, Valentine or my bloody Valentine. So, yeah, I mean, um, um, oh, this is so tough, but I will, I'll say that, uh, a movie like when Harry met Sally. It's. A, I think that's a good movie to watch uh, at any time of the year, and um, it's and it's a good love story. So there you go. Fair enough, Steve. You can find me on Twitter and on Letterboxd under at Film Snork. Um, I'm going to recommend two. One that just came out this weekend on Amazon: The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. Again, kind of a good general audience film for like teens up, uh, does the whole time loop thing. And it doesn't reinvent the wheel, but it's got enough going for it. I'd recommend it. And the second one, digging back a little deeper, a John Hughes written film that I always loved. I'm going to revisit it tonight with the wifey. Um, Some kind of wonderful with Leah Thompson, Mary Stuart Masterson and Eric Stoltz. The wifey. Oh yeah. wait, that doesn't that doesn't work. So, no, never mind. Instead of uh, my wife, my yeah. wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, you can follow me at Joey Maggotson, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Letterboxd, all that good stuff. And um, I'm gonna keep banging the drum for long shot. It's just lovely. You know what? That's fair. Yeah, it is very, it is very lovely. Um, oh, I know. I thought of one. That's perfect okay. for for um, for all married couples out there to go and watch. Romance um, in the Stone. A, <laughs> no, it's a movie that uh, I love, and I know a lot of people know that I love it, and I think it's um, a really perfect microcosm of relationships. Repo the Four Genetic days. Opera. No. <laughs> Revolutionary Thread. Road. Phantom, Phantom Thread. Oh, Revolutionary Road too. Yeah, sure, but Phantom Thread. Go watch that. It's Phantom. It's Man. actually. When you think about Phantom Thread, it's actually a lot funnier of a film than than you know people give it credit for. It's speaking, but, yeah, that's speaking a movie that someone we watch a lot. Speaking as someone who's been poisoned, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Do, we I don't do. allow mushrooms in the house, so ah, <laughs> fair enough. All right, guys, uh, enjoy your holiday for for you two. For people listening, I hope you did enjoy because this will be three or four days later. And we'll be back next week. Um, Miles will be out again, but you'll hear another missive from him from the set of Sugar and Spicy. And until then, you can leave us a comment on iTunes or any of your uh, preferred services. When we have a few more, we're going to uh, pick one, read it on air, and uh, give them something. You never know. Could be uh, mm. could be Ryan's kidneys. We haven't decided what the prize is yet, but we're we're open minded. I don't need them. I'll take them. I don't. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> yeah, I don't need them. I don't. Yeah. Want, I don't want my kidneys. So yeah. evidently, well, listen. We'll start with one. Evidently, so. I've I've offered them up to chop. You know. <laughs> so. I mean, listen. We we provide them with the uh, ice filled bathtub, um, the uh, roofy colada, and your address, right. and then they're, the rest is on them. But. 
Listen, Army we, Hammer, hold off on the comments. You don't get the kidneys. <laughs> Ar- Army Hammer is about to leave several comments. And uh, listen, get- until uh, until the authorities come for him, he's welcome to leave his comment. In any event, he actually oh, yeah. he actually has a uh, my wife's uh, family knows uh, Army Hammer through friends. So, and, I, uh, my, yeah. So 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 is he cannibal? It's a little so uh, he, he no comment. Oh, so that's a yes. <laughs> you, you heard it first. Ryan McQuaid <laughs> confirms. Uh, Excellent. All right, guys. He is who we all thought he was. Oh boy. So. All right, everyone, take care. There'll be a new episode next week. Stay tuned. Stay safe. Bye, everyone. Cheers.